family. Hi. Hey. All they smell is tequila. Oh. <laughs> well, you've got some next to you. I actually don't know if there's any tequila in the second thing we're drinking. We'll get know. to it. Emily, what episode is this? Do you know? Mm, 80. Wow, she really cares. It's 90. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's totally fine. We've been away for a bit. I don't do the uploads. I know. It's um I actually have to check every single time I do an upload yeah. to make sure I don't do the wrong <laughs> episode. Don't at me on this. <laughs> I added you, but I'm retracting it. Um, but it is. It's episode fucking ninety. Woo! Oh wow. We do love to see it. Holy um, shit. I'm really proud of us. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. I think we're um really cool people and uh we do a really good job at this really mediocre podcast. <laughs> no i have a lot of fun um i went away for a weekend and then i came back but then that weekend was like trash yeah and emily's in the middle of a show right now yeah so we did take a brief one episode's worth break yeah but we're back we literally like saw each other for the first time in a couple weeks last night last night (laughs) yesterday i was like oh hey hi oh hey what's up how you been that's not normal for us we see each other every week usually yep (laughs) Whether we're doing uh oh shit or not. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're hopping back on that horse. We're doing great. How are you, Emily? I'm existing. You are existing right now, but you seem to be existing well. You've sure. Good, you have good plants. Yeah. You have new pillows. Yeah. Um, you're gonna do a cool thing to your hair. I am. And you're about to be in a show. Yeah. Seems good. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing all right, actually. Mm. I'm I'm enjoying life. Um, I think it's because it's summer, so I don't have seasonal depression. I just have, <laughs> just have the regular stuff. Just the regular which is stuff. Actually, yeah. not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> way more tolerable than the yeah. seasonal stuff. <laughs> every every once in a while, I just I'm like, man, I sure am better than I was in, in winter. There's so much stuff where I was like. I don't want to see my friends. I want to. I want to just like sit and and play my video games. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll see my friends. That's not even that hard. What's what was the problem six months ago? I don't remember. <laughs> That's it's that shit. It's that seasonal shit. So yeah. I'm actually doing great. So we're doing a shot to the seasonal shit. Well, yeah, let's do a shot to the seasonal shit. We've okay. got a shot of tequila, and then we have a secondary drink because we don't know how to okay. do things. I can't. Can't you're very far away. From so me. far away. We're. I'm thinking about dinking and sinking. Ding, ding. Ugh. Ooh. Yes. It's been a while as we were singing. Um, the other thing we are drinking. Yes. Taylor walked in with a, a screw top wine bottle. Uh-huh. That we love. We love to see it's that. It's Flybird Watermelon Cucumber Margarita Wine Cocktail. It's a margarita wine cocktail i'll be posting a photo of it on our instagram it looks really fun honestly it's really it's a really cool bottle actually that's why i saw it at jake's mother's house because they're making these like citronella candles out of alcohol bottles oh yeah we already got one from them it's like really cool nice Um, and they're trying to pick bottles they like and that's one of them so good job flybird on your bottle we're not sure about good job on your drink yet we'll see (laughs) do you want to try it yeah let's try it (laughs) it smells interesting yeah Oh, it smells very fruity and candy. Yeah. I like that. Okay. That's yummy. Mm. Yeah, I think I like oh, that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Hey, we didn't destroy ourselves. Good hey. for us. She definitely sweet, but not horribly so. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to fucking do this, my dude? Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh-oh. All right. Do you trust Google Maps? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And explicitly, actually. Like, <laughs> with my life. Emily, oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh no it's gotten oh, me through a, it's got me through a lot of shit, oh, shit. <laughs> meanwhile i trust it cautiously because it once took me into the middle of nowhere into some random ass person's dirt driveway oh no and i was like oh my god is google maps trying to kill me yeah 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 and another time it tried to take me directly into a lake so <laughs> google maps and i have a cautious relationship maybe google maps is racist i don't know that's probably what it is all right I have two survivors mm-hmm. because, as we stated, I'm in the middle of a show. I just had our huge rehearsal today. My brain is smooth. It's smooth. It has maybe one wrinkle left. Yeah. Um, so I have two survivors that survived similarly. Ooh, okay. So they're separate stories. Separate stories. Cool. Both short. Um, Mick Omen and Frank Reynolds. Mm-hmm. 
So let's start with Mick. Hi, Mick. He was 55 and driving back home from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, after relaxing, long day excursion, out like out and about, wanted to avoid the desert. So Google Maps took him down a rugged road that was too rugged for his Honda CRV. Uh-oh. Okay. And Honda it, CRV, it's not even like that's like a one of those crossovers. Right. It's not that bad. It's far it's not a fucking sedan. Still, that must be a pretty rugged road then. Well, it done did broke down. Oh no. And he was in Arizona, middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. No cell service. And because it was a day trip, mm-hmm. not a lot of supplies. Yeah. He had a lunchbox containing a sandwich, some crackers, a half full bottle of water, and two beers. I mean, that's adorable for one, but yep. also I'm glad he has something anyway. So Fuck. he settled in for the long wait. Mm-hmm. He was completely out of food and water after two days and ended up resorting to drinking his own urine oh, no. to cope with his extreme thirst because right. you can survive pretty long without food, but you can't, you can't without water. Right. We've definitely seen that before. And he had beer, so it's not yeah. like he had like three things of water. Like beer is water positive or whatever, but it's not, it's still not It's great. not water, but it like in an emergency, yeah, it's a liquid. It'll do. Um, a quote from him. I've never really felt that thirsty before. When I tried to swallow, I couldn't. My throat stuck together. I had to urinate and I did. And I was surprised it wasn't as obnoxious as I thought it would be. <laughs> um, so he did record some goodbyes to his family and friends. Oh, my God. He on really, his cell phone. He really thought he was going to die. Just, like, stuck out there. Yeah. Um, so, like, a couple of the news networks did get a hold of, like, one of the videos. Mm. And it was very obviously emotional. And he very genuinely thought he was going to die. Oh, God. Um, but he did, luckily, happen to wave down a dirt biker who drove by. Oh, my God. Yeah. So not even another car. There's nobody on this. No, there's road. nobody out there. A dirt biker who's out there like for his jollies. Like that's that's really lucky. Yeah. He was able to find a small stream that could give him some clean water. Which like if you're able to find water, drink it. Yeah. Like Unless, the, the bacteria, you can take a pill for that when you get rescued. Yeah, I think like they say like standing water can maybe maybe fuck you up because you don't want to drink something that's going to then make you throw up. Right. Which will dehydrate you further. But yeah, you're right. If you find running water, like fuck yeah. it, it's probably fine. Yeah. Standing water is a no-go, but like running water, even if it looks muddy or dirty. Probably okay. It's probably okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask that, like, did he leave the car? Because yes. he's very smart to stay in one place overall, but I'm glad to hear that he at least went He left a for, little bit. Yeah, resources. That's it good. wasn't like strapping everything in and trying to do an 18-mile hike to town. That Yeah, because like you could just as easily die out in the woods instead, getting yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, and it was very warm because, I mean, he was out in the desert. Yeah. Oh, God. With... Minimal amounts of water. That's not. <laughs> yeah. I guess I was picturing trees around him, but he probably had nothing around him. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh, God. It was probably so hot in his car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. So they found one of the videos of him. Yeah. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't. I felt it was like disrespectful to watch it. You know, I, I think I agree with that. It's like the, that's the thing that he thought like his family would see after someone found his body. So that's going to be like your most vulnerable yeah. moment ever. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing is just always try and have some shit on you for survival. That's true. Always which, have one of those bags in your in your car that's yeah. got stuff for you to eat and drink. Yep. So for episode 100, I actually talked to Taylor about it. We're going to build survival bags for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Little go bags. My yeah. husband will super appreciate that. He really wants everyone to have one of those in his car, in their yeah. car. Yeah. It's kind of like. I mean, it's the same for, we've talked about people trapped in the snow. You had that story about mm-hmm. those two women trapped in the snow in their car. Like, their main concern was also, like, food and water. Them water a little less because they had snow. But, like, that's the that's the main problem. Yeah. Yeah, we should absolutely, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's not end up like this dude. No. 
Now, this next one mm-hmm. also was stuck out in the wilderness with beer. Oh, good. And survived. Good. I'm just saying that beer is a lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call yeah. it right now. Yeah. We knew that already. <laughs> yeah. So on July 4th, Frank Reynolds, who was a rancher, rolled his ATV while working with livestock on a neighbor's ranch Ow. in Wyoming. Oh. Now, Wyoming has way more cows and buffalo than people. Sure. One of the perks of people moving out there is you don't really have neighbors. <laughs> I get why people would go. Yeah. And there's a lot of ranchers. Um, so he was pinned under his ATV with a dislocated shoulder and several broken ribs. Oh, no. Ow. But luckily, he had a cooler with water and beer. Specifically, Keystone Light. Oh, my God. That's very unfortunate. <laughs> Within arm's reach. So he's pinned, but he can still reach it. He can still reach it. Great. Um, so he was able to also reach the horn on the ATV's handle. But no one could hear him. Right. Because <laughs> Wyoming. Yeah. It's probably still better than him shouting himself hoarse. Yes. So unfortunately, he was trapped like that for two days. Gross. Oh, no. One fear. One fear, yeah. They never talk about it, but he probably had to do, like, all the bathroom stuff. Oh, yeah. Just, like, right there. Absolutely. And not great. No. Um, he was able to stay hydrated. I mean, right? Good for him. The beer and water. He's still light. Fucking close to water. <laughs> yeah. And then he was able to get rescued, luckily. Wow. But, you know. Did beer. they mention, like, did just another rancher find him or some they shit? They didn't mention. Ugh. They just said, like, hey, this guy survived on beer and then left it at that yeah. because that is the important And one. their survival tip for you is to always have a 12-pack with you. So basically never leave home without a 12-pack. This is fine. An unopened one for if you ever got pulled over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you need to, yeah, keep that closed. Yep, that is your emergency 12-pack. Exactly. Tell Officer... This is for survival. Also, if you live in extreme climates like Wisconsin or down in the south, mm-hmm. maybe don't keep it in your car. Yeah, that's Cans true. explode. That's true. If you were going out to do something you don't normally do or, or go on an extra long car trip. Bring a 12-pack. Bring a 12-pack and maybe just also bring like a bunch of water. Some extra snacks and some water. The water will keep. I mean... The plastic might heat and then and it might release some icky chemicals, but you won't die. And yeah, keep your climate in mind. Like, yeah. do you need a blanket? I have a gallon of water in the back of my trunk. That is genius. Yeah. It's very and the good. jug. Very good. I like that. I, yeah. I think everybody should have that. I definitely don't, which is naughty of me. <laughs> like, also just like cliff bars. Keep some fucking yeah. cliff bars, like, stashed. Something high protein. Mm-hmm. Fill you up. Yeah. As close to that bread that they eat in the Lord of the Rings that the elves have. Yeah, as close Nimbus. to that as you can. Thank you, nerd. I love you. <laughs> as close I have as- a tattoo. I know, I know, I know. It's like literally why I brought it up because I was like, Emily will know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So that is Nick Omen Nick. and Frank. Reynolds. Nick and Frank. Thanks, guys. Thanks so for surviving sorry. on beer. Yeah, so sorry you had to do that, but also, way to go. Yeah. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, those were not depressing. No. Like, I don't know if I need a harp noise, do you? No. This is what happens when I'm super busy. Yeah, let's just fucking do it. I don't it. make it sad. <laughs> right, and that's also fine. You know, sometimes we don't need to be sad. Like, I could. No. No, no, Emily. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh, what were you going no. to say? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'll save it. Okay, great. Fuck. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's fucking do this. So, Mount St. Helens is an active volcano. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just talk about Mount St. Helens? It's because I was going to do this last oh, yeah. time. And, yeah. then, and then as I was watching the episode about about this i was like actually i want to do i want to do a gymnastics thing yeah 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 i Um, remember now yeah so 
So, Mount St. Helens is an active volcano. Yes, it is. It is located in the southern half of Washington State. It's very so, dangerous. Yeah, we have active volcanoes here, guys. Yeah. In the contiguous United States. This like, is one of the reasons why California has so many issues with earthquakes. Yeah, nobody freaks out. Tectonic plates. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up and shit. It's fine. There's also a fault line through Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Ooh. I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm waiting for that super volcano that's at, like, um, Yellowstone or oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just have that one go off. Okay. That'd be fine. Anyway, prior to this story, the mountain had been dormant for over 100 years, like 123 years. Sleepy bitch. Its last recorded activity was in the late 1850s. Oof. I know. Then, in March of 1980, it started showing signs of life again, and it started with, like, small earthquakes. Mm. Just little ones around there. Like, dinkle, you wouldn't dinkle. even really notice them under your feet. Um, but seismographs are around volcanoes. Like, we don't just trust that a volcano will never erupt again. So we, we put stuff near it. You mean we don't <laughs> just go out to dormant volcanoes once a year and be like, hey, you good? Yeah, are you still okay? You still sleeping, bud? He's still okay, sleeping. Okay, cool, cool. All We're right. going to be back next year. I'm gonna. I'm just going to turn off your alarm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we don't just, like, leave that shit up to fate and whatever. So they start registering these little earthquakes. They get more and more um, frequent as time goes by throughout March and April and into May. There's there's some pretty regular ones. They start reaching into like the, a 5.1 on the Richter scale, mm. which isn't nothing. Like it's not catastrophic. I think that's in like the nines is yeah. when you start yeah. seeing like buildings But like collapse. five is still... It's noticeable. Yeah. Shit falls off Like seven is usually when places start getting some serious fucking damage. Yeah, yeah. And then nine is just like you're... That city's gone. Yeah, I feel like that happened in Japan, and that was like the one nine that's happened yeah. in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a five is is definitely not catastrophic, but it's it's definitely noticeable and something you would have to be like, oh shit, let's all go to a doorway or something. <laughs> so they know something's about to go down. They're not dumb. They've been watching this mountain. And you would think that because they knew ahead of time, they're like, it's fine. Like, you evacuate everybody who lives there, right? People definitely live on this mountain. So yes. you just tell them to leave, and nobody has to die. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's People not... are dumb. Yeah. I mean, look, the thing is, like, it's not like this is any one person's fault. This is not an anger story of, like, oh, this didn't have to happen. But... This is still the deadliest volcano eruption in U.S. history. So stuff goes wrong and it's it sucks. And this is why when people tell you to evacuate, you evacuate. Mm -hmm. You don't wait until the last minute. Oh, yeah. You and then change decide, your mind. Right. Like with a hurricane, too. You just yep. don't you don't decide it's going to be fine. You are not the expert. Right. Much like viruses and vaccines and other things. You are not the expert. There are smart people trying to save your life out yep. there. Let them. <laughs> um, there actually was. He's not in this story because he does not survive. But there was Aww. a man who his name was Harry Truman. Oh, not that Harry Truman. But he owned like an inn on the mountain, like the St. Helens, like inn and suites. And he he has a famous quote of like, Harry is part of the mountain. The mountain is part of Truman. Like he he was not going to leave that he did not care. I'll just like check in on that real briefly. Yeah. Um. Later. Okay. Yeah. Um. But That's he was on the news upsetting. for refusing to leave. Like it was well known. Yeah, it is upsetting. So Darwinism. Let's talk about our first survivor. I've got a couple different stories. So I've, our first one is Mindy Brugman, and in 1980, Mindy Brugman was a doctoral student studying glaciers, hmm. and specifically, she was studying them on Mount St. Helens. For people who don't know, like, if a mountain gets high enough, you've got legit glaciers on it. And especially in that area, they, they just sit in the little wells of, of parts of mountains. And they're huge things of ice, so people go to them. We've been to Glacier National Park, my family and I, and we saw a, a glacier in a mountain. I didn't really know that that was a thing. What? <laughs> but they, yeah, they, they're there. <laughs> they're huge, incredibly difficult to melt ice formations. And she was studying them on Mount St. Helens. She'd also grown up in the area. Like, she could see the mountain from where she lived her whole life. Wow. So, it was yeah, it was really cool for her to get to, like, study a thing that had been a part of her childhood. 
So when the mountain started showing, showing signs of erupting, the governor declared a state of emergency and ordered the evacuation of anyone deemed to be within the red zone, which is like the immediately affected area of the eruption. Yeah. So Mindy was one of the people who was asked to evacuate because she was doing her work on the fucking mountain. And that brought her research to a halt. And that sure. sucks. Because you don't know what's going to happen when. Right. You just, you just have to leave and be gone indefinitely. Other scientists she knew had been permitted to stay. And that's because they were like the people who were studying the eruption itself. Volcanologists and other people like that. So they would like actually stay within the red zone waiting, like recording what they saw, recording what they saw on seismographic stuff, like rec like even taking photographs. Like every single day there are people in, in this danger zone no. waiting. No. One of those, I know, but it's like these people are doing it for fucking science, but like, oh my God, so dangerous. I know one of them died. One of these people who stayed was volcanologist David Johnston. Mm. And David worked for the U.S. Geological Survey, and at 30 years old, he is 30, was already an expert in the field of, like, volcanic eruptions. Like, people trusted his word on things. And initially, scientists had predicted that when this eruption came, it would be a vertical blast, meaning that all the <clears throat> gas and everything, all the magma, yeah, it bursts. <laughs> Sometimes this happens. It bursts straight through the top of the mountain, mm -hmm. and it goes straight up and like into the fucking atmosphere. Yeah, and, and that's that. Yep, and that's that. And like that means the red zone is is <laughs> what I call the "don't be here or you'll die" area is pretty small. Yeah, it's like pretty much the top of the mountain and a little bit where you'd think ash would start falling. But like you're not necessarily going to die if you're five, ten miles away from the mountain and further out. However, David is the one who was looking at the data and who had been studying Mount St. Helens for a very long time. And he was the one who said, actually, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a lateral eruption. Yep. And that is an explosion that comes out the side of a mountain. And that means it's like... not good. No. Like that means all that steam and magma and ash is all pouring out once like a side of it and yeah. shooting almost horizontally, which means the blast area is way larger. Yeah. And affects way more people. So and animals and trees right. and agriculture. Yeah. And in fact, this like over the last few weeks of this thing showing activity, there was this big hump that had formed in the north face of the mountain, just like this big hump of rock that grew five to six feet per day. Like it just got bigger and bigger and it was black after a while. It had snow on it in the early pictures and then later it was black and that was because it was wet. Like it was hot under there and it was melting the snow. So they called it the black bulge <laughs> and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And a lot of predictions, like a very smart people said like that's actually like that is a pressure point, but that is not where the eruption is going to come from. And David Johnson said, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's going to come from right there. That's a lateral blast. We're all going to fucking die. <laughs> like, you need to widen the red zone. You need to get people out of here. Yeah. And for the most part, like, they did listen. They evacuated people quite a bit around them. Like, you weren't allowed to be within, I, I would say, like, five or six miles of the mountain. Not um, enough. Right. I mean, like, and, and especially, like, where they thought the blast might come from, they would evacuate people from that side of the mountain more often. Um, and like, if you were in that zone, you would be fined the equivalent of like $1,600 today. So it really stopped people from showing up for the most part. So Mindy has to leave. Meanwhile, like activity on the mountain continues at a steady pace. They're getting more, the bulge is getting bigger. They're getting more like steam bursting out of random spots, more earthquakes. And on May 17th, actually though, like this has been going on for almost two months with no, like, real indicator that, like, it's coming to a head. So, however she does it, on May 17th, Mindy gets granted clearance to go back to the mountain and continue her research, and so do two other people. Oh, God. Yeah. So she had planned to head there right away, despite warnings from her advisors at school. <laughs> like, just don't. Like, don't. She was like, fuck it, I'm going. Don't risk your life for a glacier. Right. It's not going to be there very soon. Yeah, seriously, like, maybe that's why. Like, maybe she was like, this is my last chance. This glacier literally won't exist. Um, but so, she, she goes, and she takes these other, she's there with these other two people. And she said, like, in, quote, in all reality, I didn't think the mountain would get me. 
and Mindy brought her camping gear for an overnight stay, and she goes to Clearwater 2 Observation Point. And that's where David Johnston has been watching the mountain. It's in the red zone. And and they show up, all the all three of them show up and talk to him, and he is like, leave. Get out. You have to go. I like I will not permit you to stay. Quote from Mindy. He said, You couldn't be safe here, and I think you should go. And the three students are annoyed. Like mainly they just didn't want to like do their work that day, drive all the way back to Vancouver where they live, and then drive get up really early in the morning and drive all the way back to do more research the next day. That they were just like, oh, come on. And David said, No, no, no. You're going. This is a very dangerous area. I'm in a very dangerous area, and you cannot be here with me. So they leave, and they head back to Vancouver for the night. And the next morning, May 18th, 1980, they packed up their cars and started heading back to Clearwater to Observation Point. And at 8.32 in the morning, Mount St. Helens erupts. And David is, is right, by the way. It's a lateral eruption. Yeah, it was a big one. Yeah, stemming from the that big black bulge. Shocker! Yeah. I mean, absolutely, there's a point in the eruption where, like, a ton of ashes spewed straight into the air, but the first initial thing is just punched straight through the side yeah. of that mountain. Some eruption stats for Ooh. you. <laughs> These are fun. Not. Um, <laughs> the blast had an energy equivalent to 1,500 atomic bombs. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, hey, I need to back up this video I'm watching to see if it said 15 or 1,500. It said 1,500. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. The blast wipes out 230 square miles of forest. Yep. Like, levels trees. Yep. Just easily. It caused a billion dollars in damage. And ash from this one eruption circled the entire globe. And it came down like snow in towns up to 300 miles away. Jesus. It was huge. It was a big boy. That's stuff that affects the weather for like yeah. a period of time. Yeah. It's cray. Because volcanic eruptions always create tsunamis. Mm. Oh, God, I wonder. Yeah, I'm like, hopefully not in a populated area, and that's why Let's we don't. See. Yeah, right? Look Hold it up. On. While I tell you about our other sets of survivors for a bit. Oh, God. This is Venus Durgan and her boyfriend, Roald Reeton. Roald is a great name. I like that name. I'm not a, I'm not a, yeah, like, I kind of like it. They're both 20 years old. Um, they take a camping trip for the weekend. 20 miles from the base of Mount St. Helens. Like, it's too not, close. It's, it's too close. Turns out you're right, but that is like, from their point of view, like, they can't see Mount St. Helens from wherever they are. It's fine. They have no reason to think that they're fucked. But they start, they, they go on this trip and they're there on May 17th, 1980. They pitch a tent far outside of the red zone, way outside, in a place where they can't see the mountain and they go to sleep. And the next morning, at 8.32, when the eruption starts, they're still in their tents, and they're asleep, having heard nothing. They're far enough away that they didn't hear it. They would stay asleep for another hour without any issues. And when they finally wake, Venus recalls that there is the sound of a siren. And they didn't know what that meant, but it was an evacuation siren. It was a get-the-fuck-out-of-this-particular-area-right-now siren, and they had no idea. So, an hour into the eruption, it was clear that the affected area that they thought, the red zone, that they thought was going to be bad, was much larger than anticipated. Not only was this a lateral eruption, it was, like, huge. It was just a bigger eruption than they thought. Finding anything? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... They gave the stat for how many earthquakes happened before the eruption. 10,000 earthquakes happened so before. Many. And then it because it caused a partial collapse of the volcano's flank, mm -hmm. it avalanched into Spirit Lake and produced a 780-foot tsunami. Oh, my God. Which 780 feet converted to building stories is 72 stories. Wow. So a skyscraper tsunami yeah. out of a lake too must have been a big lake yeah holy shit they didn't say anything about like damage that caused to anything else but yeah. i just well actually this might be related okay 
because this is interesting. Like it might be related to that. This might, but there's another explanation for what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. to these guys. So we'll see. Sirens. But, yeah. So they they wake up. They're like, hey, what the fuck? Um, That's turns fair. Turns out. <laughs> turns out. See, uh, even 20 miles away, they're about to be in like incredible danger because <laughs> there's a lot of water on top of a mountain in the form of snow. There's like a ton of snow. The higher the mountain, yeah. the more it's like feet and feet of never it's melting in snow. clouds. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, clouds are water. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's there's a ton of water, and when boiling hot steam and magma start erupting, oh, oh, all that shit oh. melts. All that shit melts. That's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. Forty-six billion gallons mm, of water. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's more than you would think. Oh my god! It's way more, Taylor. There was another time I had to back up the video. I was like, "No, you did not just say forty-six billion gallons of water." The fuck? Yeah, think about a gallon of water. No. Now do that forty-six no. billion times. No, I refuse. <laughs> I've been like in my life, I'm like going through my like quarter life crisis. And I'm like, my God, it's been so long since I've seen a mountain. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, I need to go out West. I need to go see mountains. I need to go rent a cabin at the base of a mountain. No. No, the fuck do you do not? No. Unless it is just a not, it's not a volcano at all. You can go to a mountain that's not a volcano at all. And that's the only thing I will permit you to do. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm stopping you with my body if need be. <laughs> I'll just put you in the car and take you with me. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, okay. it's fine. As long as we both die, it's fine. So, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot that's of water. A lot of water. And it starts rushing down this mountain. It goes through every little ravine and whatever yeah. is there available to it. And then it makes a few of its own. Yep. It picks up sand and dirt and sure. it knocks over trees. Sure. And, and it, it picks, picks up, up the, the trees. trees. Yep. yep. And it makes eventually what is called a lahar. Oh. I didn't know there was a name for it, but a lahar is a very fast moving, incredibly dangerous mudslide that is made of like debris, mud, and water. It's And there's lahars coming off this thing in every direction. So that's the only thing I worry about in this area living mm. so close to the bluffs is mudslides. Oh yeah. And like those happen every single yeah. year and yeah. people's homes are destroyed. But it's usually on the other side. So it's fine. Yeah. Have you ever driven on highway 35 though? Yeah. Sometimes there's just like, there used to be a house in the road. There was a house in the road last week and we had to close down the road <laughs> because a house slid off the mountain. Or um, <laughs> the river road. Yes. When uh, Stoddard flooded oh, at no. the same time Coon Valley flooded. Uh-huh. Oh, and I was still at Gunderson and a couple people at Gunderson live in Stoddard. Yep. And like, they just sent pictures of the literal broken chunks of road and just yes. water. Because it's all marshlands and mm. the giant river. Yeah, it's, it's... It's right along the Mississippi. Right. It's like, there's a lot of low-lying towns here that get, like, absolutely fucked up yeah. with water every once in a while. And yeah, the mudslides are not great. I can't imagine more water. Yeah. That's Even, not okay. No. So. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, right? So, like... So, Venus enrolled... Uh-huh. They get out of their tent just in time to see this, like, brown water rushing uh. up toward them. And, like, they're not near a river. That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, and I'm sure it starts, like, low. Mm-hmm. It was Rold who kind of described it as being, like, he, he just sort of saw it. And Venus is still, a, like, kind of asleep. She's, like, woken up to the siren but doesn't know what's going on. So he's, like... What is that? And then he just sees it getting closer and it's full of fucking trees. It's full of trees. <sighs> deadly and he's like okay we gotta go <laughs> get up <laughs> get up right now and they, they leave the tent they, no they literally they take their tent whole and they throw it in the car <laughs> it's probably one of those cheap ones that just goes Bleh. yeah it's the 80s i don't know yeah tents are made out of paper yeah and so like they get into the car and like well he gets in the car and like Venus is still sort of outside it, just watching, and he can't start the car. The car doesn't fucking start. Oh, it was old shit. and unreliable, and it just doesn't start, but it doesn't matter. Like, they would not it's have too late. It's no. too late. Just get in the car, buckle up, and hold on. The thing is, they, they decide, I think smartly, at least, to get on top of the car as the water starts rushing in, because there's trees in the water, so, like, that might have smashed through their entire car and killed them. So they get on top of the car. Until the car uh-huh. starts to lift yep. up off the ground yeah. and get carried with the water. Yeah. And Rold says, like, 
he just thought, okay, we need to jump. For some, he was like, I don't really know why I thought that. But he says, jump, jump. And they both do. Oh, and he lands on a very big log. Like, he says, like, like uh, one leg on either side. I was like, how are your balls, bud? <laughs> he does not mention his balls. I'm sure he doesn't, because I'm sure it was very painful, because all I can think is <laughs> horseback riding for dudes. Oh, is like, rough. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, for There's sure. There's a reason a lot of the professional horseback riders are ladies. Yeah, also we, lighter. We're just not squish squashing our balls every time. Um, we have very tough vagines. <laughs> right, the vagines are fine. So yeah, he lands though just fine, and he's on this this big, pretty stable thing. It's still moving. But it's not terrible. Unfortunately, Venus lands right in between two logs, and she sinks. She just he oh, loses her fuck. immediately. Uh oh. And he says. Quote, I thought, oh, my God, she's dead. Yeah. She's dead. I'm going to die. I just thought, okay, then fine. Let's hurry it up. That was his thought was like, I would just, if I'm going to die, I'd rather die now. Yeah. Hey, God, let's just hurry this one along. Yeah. No, I that's want this over fucking with. fair. Yeah. Because like, there's nothing fun about a slow death. Oh, God. Right. I and appreciated that he thought that. Yeah. That's a very <laughs> pragmatic thought right and i appreciate yeah. that let it just let it be quick it was yeah. yeah so venus though oh, miraculously shit. is not instantly crushed by logs she is injured up in there because it's just it's just a log flow at this point yeah it's logs it's and just water a shit ton of debris she's getting hit but she's not crushed so she is more or less fine she's alive and she just focuses all her energy on staying above water and getting her head above water as often as, as possible and she says, I could hear Rold screaming in the background to hang oh, on. God. And that terrified me because I had never heard him scream like that before. There's something primal about being that near to death. Oh, my God. Right. And like, imagine, yeah, like you're afraid already, but your body's doing what it can. And then you hear somebody like losing their mind in the yeah. background and it's about you. And like, that's like trippy. That would be hard to process. I'm sure we'll never really know what that was like. God him but may we never may we hopefully never so finally rolled sees her in the water though like her head's above and he's like holy shit that's her and he reaches for her and he tries grabbing onto her arms and, and she's you know the water's rushing and at one point he thinks her wrist fractures <gasps> as he tries to oh, grab no. onto her but eventually he's able to get a good enough grip and he pulls her onto the log like that oh is God. some lifting a tree off your kid yeah. stuff like yeah. he that is rips her out of the water pure adrenaline absolutely venus says i have no idea how that happened just luck and the grace of god and how strong this guy got for a bit yeah <laughs> like, bodies so, are wild i know like he must have put everything unknowingly into those muscles for like 2 seconds and yeah. just ripped her absolutely. out absolutely crazy so this is nuts. They manage, after getting on this log, to hop from log to log. Oh, what the fuck? They are literally like... How fit doing... are these people? They were... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They look thin in their things, but not... Yeah. They don't say they're fit. Obviously, they go camping for fun. So, like, they oh, might be yeah. hikers or whatever. Ugh. I know. That's my thing. It's like, I want to go camping. It's like, then I don't do anything. Yeah, it's like... Because I don't do well in the woods. I like, like the idea of the woods, and I like the idea of, like fantasy life and right. like pretending i'm like that's what i used to do as a kid is like i pretended i was like in mirkwood oh, like sure. running around <laughs> right. and that's how i survived in the woods <laughs> but like the real woods sucks and there's Fuck the there's real woods bugs and it's humid and shit <laughs> yeah screw that i agree that so you remember how you said that this like you were glad mine wasn't sad yeah yours is sad it is sad i'm sorry it's also though a survivor story, so I promise it's not super duper sad. It's super it's fucking little, duper sad. It's, it's fucking super sad. fucking duper sad. It's a little bit sad. Um, so, oh, you know what? I didn't make it sad enough. You're right. Let's check back in from my brain with no with Harry Truman, who no. died like 22 seconds into the blast. I like, bet he was just. No one has ever found a trace of him. His no, I'm entire, sure he was completely gone. Yeah, he was high up enough on the mountain that he was obliterated. Was he like, on the side that exploded? I actually don't know. I, I'm not But sure. I mean, I, think... I guess the blast radius, like the going out. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was close enough to the top regardless of which side he's on that like it, stuff happened. And I think he was close to the red zone, the side 
of it. Like that they when when they looked at like the okay, here's the red zone for the lateral blast, like he was definitely within that. Mm. But maybe not within the red zone as like they thought it would be. Right. Um and so yeah, he was absolutely just like fried to bits. Like no one has ever found him. But you know what? That's he wanted to do that. He was not gonna leave that mountain. I mean that's a quick way to go. That mountain was a part of him, yes. And you know what? They actually talk about that because they were like, Yeah, it's quick, but twenty two seconds is a long time when you're like waiting to die <laughs> i was like why would somebody come on here to say that fuck you <laughs> i mean i yeah i guess mm-hmm. checking back in with rolled and venus they've hopped their way like a really ridiculously awful game of frogger across all of these different logs to higher ground and reached actual land and they they take a second to collect themselves but it's clear, like, Venus is, like, going to shock. She has yeah. several injuries. She's probably hypothermic because she was submerged oh, yeah. fully. She's got, her leg is real fucked up. She's like, yeah. she tells him right away, I'm not going to be able to walk very far. No. They walk through the woods for as long as she can oh, until my God. Rold says, like, I have to, I'm going to go ahead. You're going to sit right here, and I'm just going to go a little ways ahead and see if I can find anybody. Now, fortunately, though, like, these are two very lucky people. They're already incredibly lucky for what just happened. Right. And they're very they shouldn't lucky. have survived that. No, not at all. They're really lucky for this, too. So Venus is sitting against the tree. She's going to shock. <laughs> She's just trying to keep herself calm. And suddenly she hears Rold calling out to somebody. Turns out police and many <gasps> other search and rescue teams were already, already out. out. Oh, my God. I mean, it's over an hour past yeah. when the eruption happened. Rolled comes upon them just a few hundred yards away. Oh, my God. So they just God. get rescued. Well, I'm sure they were on, like, the fringe of the mudslide. Yeah. Like, otherwise, there's no way you escape that. But, yeah, they were able, if they were able to reach higher ground, then, yeah, they were somewhere on the edge of it. Jesus. So, yeah, they... they they, they get rescued. They're just great. Like Venus says, so Rold says that he experienced it, but I tasted death. I know that when I went under and everything went black, I resigned myself to the fact that my life was over. I think it wasn't our time to go and we didn't want to die that day. And that's what helped us to survive something that others didn't make it out of. It's, it's true. The, these guys definitely found the will somewhere to yeah. like, and, and just, being able to like move from log to log and the fact that she was not instantly like crushed to death by logs when going under the water is insane. Yeah. There's so much that could have happened to them. They They were so protected somehow. Yeah. That they're the luckiest people I've ever. I like want to look at their genealogy and like (laughs) see if anyone like practiced witchcraft or was like in a past life. Like, some high priestess was a saint yes yeah uh, (laughs) i know right like holy shit who in your line is protecting you right now they're both clearly they believe in a higher power the way they talk right Um, i mean that'll make you see god yeah because either that yeah either they were already like that or they're like that now (laughs) after what happened to them um it's also nice that like venus okay so they get rescued she had a long recovery she couldn't walk for two months like her her leg was like busted so in that time, like many survivors, she contemplated how lucky she was and like how easily life can be taken away from you. They're twenty, so like you think you're invincible when you're twenty, oh, Jesus. and they yeah. had to reckon with like, we're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're no, super not. This could all go away at any moment, and I yeah. appreciate it more for that. And Venus says, um, like that they, you know, they didn't get married. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. They didn't get married. Their lives Good. drifted apart. But Good. But they went. They, they keep in touch. They went yeah. in different directions, but they still talk to each other all the I'm, time. I'm very glad they didn't just, like, reaction, yep. get married. Right. It's like, yes, he knows what you went through, and you know what he went through, but that doesn't mean, like, you guys belong together. Right. So it's kind of nice that they, they still talk. They're still friends because they still, like, this is what Venus says. He's always going to be a part of my life for risking his life for me. You can't ask more from a human being than that. Like, he pulled her onto that log, and he saved her life. Yeah. But he also, like, considers that the fact that she was there with him when he was like, just make it quick, God, like, that saved him, too, from being like, all right, I guess this is where I die. Like, that's the foundation of a good friendship. Absolutely. That's a very lovely relationship, regardless of what they end up doing with it. Yeah. It's nice. 
So this is the aftermath. Okay. It's a little bit sad. It's a lot sad. A lot of things and people and <laughs> creatures terrible. died. Yeah. All told, 57. Ugly. Yeah, it was. 57 people die Jesus. in this. Two others actually died in incidents due to low visibility, like I think in car crashes. Oh, because God. Because the, the ash again, like the ash is falling for yeah. miles and miles and miles. Two more people die of heart attacks from shoveling ash. <laughs> Two separate people die of heart attacks while shoveling ash. That's crazy. Are they in a place that they don't have to shovel a lot? I mean, it's north. Like, I know that on the coast, there's not a ton. Even in even in Washington and Oregon, there's not a ton of snow. They just get a lot of rain. Right. But, like, my God. <laughs> but maybe, I mean, the ash makes it difficult to breathe. There's, like, a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of small particles. Oh, yeah. And after even after the dust or literal ash has settled, like those who surveyed the landscape after the erup- eruption, including President Carter, he said it looked like a desolate air, like a, like the surface of the moon. Yeah, like there was no life. It's wild. The photos after volcanic eruptions. It's all covered. It's in out ash. of a video game. Oh my god! Yeah, like post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. terrifying shit and we didn't even do that to ourselves like nature just has the capability of doing that at any time just why we should respect her we should absolutely respect her so on that morning back for a second to mindy my first survivor on that morning when mindy brugman and the other two scientists were headed back to the mountain they heard about the eruption and immediately tried to call volcanologist david johnston Uh who had stayed because he was the volcanologist he was watching what was happening and he didn't answer yeah and at the time they thought that that was typical for the radio they were using there's no cell phones this is a radio oh god however it was later found that david had died in the eruption along with multiple others who had stayed in harm's way as long as possible in order to observe the eruption for posterity so like he there there's another man who was a photographer like but like for science and he he stayed just slightly too long and he asphyxiated in his car. Like, and they found his notes. And like, he, he, like everybody stayed up until the last moment and that is why they died, unfortunately. So David, though, David Johnson, had taken to the media prior to the eruption and he was one of the main people urging others to stay away. Like saying, like, this is going to be much worse than you think. Please get out of the area. He saved Mindy's life and those other two scientists. Yeah. He saved many people's lives. And today, there is a ridge on the mountain named Johnston Ridge. And there is Johnston Ridge Observatory named after him because of all the work that he did to save people. Oh, my God. I know. It's really sad, but also, like people recognize that he did all of that and he's the one who knew how this thing would go down and he told people to get the fuck out of there so good for him but yeah he was 30 like isn't that i'm 30 no (laughs) no i've never been an expert in anything and i've never saved anybody's life so like he really did a good job with his life and he's amazing but yeah, that's so that's it. That's the story. That's there are many other other interesting survivor stories. I recommend people checking out the um, Smithsonian series Make It Out Alive, which is what I watched for this. Um, they talk about David Johnston, um, and they talk a bit about the uh, two who survived the Lahar. But um, I, I found Mindy separately. There is another series. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what it's called because I didn't actually watch it. But it was a series of like reuniting people who had been through something. And it was Mindy getting reunited with the sister of David Johnston. Oh and to God. say, like, your brother saved my life. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it was it was it sounded pretty amazing and I wanna find it. I just didn't have time, but yeah. So shit's shit's cray. But I mean, Saint Saint Helens um was kind of a big deal, so it was still a big deal. Like I remember being a kid. And, like, I think on, like, the 20-year anniversary, there was a huge thing on PBS about it. Oh, sure. A big deal. It was 10 years after I was born, and I still remember. I knew about it. (laughs) Yeah. People talk about it. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, again, like, Ash circled the globe on that one. That's the biggest, one of the bigger eruptions in the world, I think. Yeah, like, since, like, Krakatoa, I think. Because that was the other, like, huge... Huge. Yeah, I think it's like that, Mount St. Helens, and then the one that happened only fairly recently, 
um, in in the ocean. No, it's the one that happened in one of the. Um, uh, what do I want to say? It's like one of the very northern countries in Europe because my mm. maybe it's even in Russia, but I thought it just affected. Like my my uncle is a writer for the lacrosse. No. He was on the lacrosse Tribune. He's at the Journal Sentinel in Milwaukee, and he was in Moscow, and he got trapped in Moscow for like three weeks because that that one volcano in like Finland or something mm. ex- like erupted, and there was so much smoke and ash in the air that planes couldn't fly for like sure. a month. So that's that was probably the other big one. That's only that was like maybe ten years ago. God, I know. And and of what course. The fuck? And then, of course, you know, we're all just waiting for that super volcano to erupt. Yeah. <laughs> Yellowstone, anytime. I absolutely think that that's how humanity deserves to go out. And yeah. I would rather that happen than just like us slowly destroying ourselves with Listen, global warming. <laughs> here's the thing. Global warming is only going to accelerate those things. And I don't think sure. people fully understand that. <laughs> and like Darwinism is great. It's not only like survival of the fittest. But it also takes out the stupidest and the most stubborn, like detrimentally stubborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. It's sometimes I know it's like a really nihilistic view, but sometimes I'm like, the earth uh, doesn't need us and we are a parasite. And if something just knocked us out and it was the earth itself, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. We're not being (laughs) respectful to the earth. No. And like, just the earth owes us nothing. Yeah. Just because we know how to fly in planes and build skyscrapers doesn't mean that we're any more important than any other species that died in every other extinction that's ever happened on this planet. If it's not going to be an explosion of a volcano, of a super volcano, it's going to be a fucking another asteroid. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's just. Did you see that scientists like have now seen the biggest asteroid they've ever seen? Oh, shit. it's not headed this way or anything. Yet. Yeah, I know. I'm like, just let that one hit. Yeah, just wait. Crack the fucking earth in half. Like, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> just end it. Uh, let it be fast. Just like, just like yeah. Roald said, let it be quick. Let it be quick. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the story. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm worried about us. I'm always worried about us, Em. Let's do this <laughs> second shot of tequila. Oh, shit. And then end this thing because we're going to die. Yeah. All right. All right, dink it. You should absolutely be like both Nick and Frank. Did I fucking get that right? Mick. Mick. Mick and Frank, who survived on beer. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's all we can do in this life. And you should absolutely... I think you should be like David Johnston. I think you should be willing to sacrifice yourself for science, but also warn people to stay away when it's necessary. And if you're able to get away, get away. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I disagree on that. Don't sacrifice yourself for science. Science has taken enough lives. That's fair. That's fair. If you don't have to. Technology is much better now than it was then. That's true. You can leave the machines running and operate them remotely from a very safe distance. Yeah, drone drone that shit. Just yeah. get out of there. Yeah, go. Yeah, you're right. Don't sacrifice Your yourself. Your life is not worth a scientific result. Thank you guys so much. We love doing this podcast. Episode 90, Biatch. Oh, and we're going to go out so strong uh, by just saying goodbye. (laughs) 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 Say goodbye, Emily. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.